0: This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went, tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Oh my god, the French have left the European Union and Dow is down. Blood's in the street. <coughs> Apparently my dog Panda, who stays all day at home listening to the radio, has informed me that the British left. Okay, I know that happened a few weeks ago. I'm a little late to the party, but give me a break. I don't really track the stock market. I don't really care what's happening there. The only reason I know what is happening is so people don't think I'm weird and don't know anything about the world. But I guess everybody knows now. So a lot of people have been contacting me about that turnkey out-of-state rental podcast. In the end of the podcast, I listed a bunch of questions and I was going to go through them today. A lot of people have been asking me who are the turnkey providers and who are the good ones. And first of all, I think it's kind of lazy just to ask which ones are the good ones. And second of all, I think it's an opportunity that you're wasting if I just simply give you the answer. I think you need to take the time to interview and learn about real estate investing through these people. Use them as your teacher. And use these questions as a conversation starter, you know, that salesman is not only there to educate you, but it's also to exercise your BS detector. Because if anything in real estate investing, you need to get this BS detector tuned up. And if ever you're going to get screwed over or pay too much, now's the time to do it in the beginning. You don't want to be going and doing bigger deals or multiple properties and then getting screwed down the road. So I'm going to attempt to go through all 22 questions and give a little commentary on each question. The first one is, can you break down the structure of your company for me? This is just an opportunity for them to explain it to you in their terms. Two, tell me how your process works from start to finish. This is an open-ended question and lets them explain how big their operation is. Are they just rehabbers or do they do everything, including the wholesaling and the property management? Third question, what does turnkey mean to you? This is kind of a piggyback from the second question, but if you don't get what you're looking for in the second question, this is just another way to get it from them. You can also ask them, you know, what's turnkey? Is it all rehabbed or are you getting the HVAC, electrical, plumbing, roof all done or what's missing? Four. Do you own properties close to the one you're selling to me? This is kind of a two-pronged question. You're determining if you're working directly with the turnkey provider or the middleman marketer. And you're also trying to figure out in a coy kind of way if they're an investor too. And you can kind of talk to them a little bit about that. And that's a good thing. Five, will there be a tenant in place before I close on the property? There are a lot of pros and cons with having a tenant in place. Obviously, the good thing is that there's a tenant and it's sort of justified the rent that they're giving you. If they have a person in there for $700 and someone's paying the rent, well, it can't be that bad. But then the cons, in theory, they can just stick any warm body in there. And yeah, they have a lease, but you don't really know any side dealings going on. I haven't had too much luck with some of my turnkey property place tenants a couple of them probably about 20 percent of them have turned out to be duds and ran out for eviction i should have been paying a little bit more attention and verifying income statements from the tenants but lesson learned number six can i use financing to purchase the property what happens if my financing falls through This is kind of the reason why I don't like to go with the more perennial turnkey providers because they have people lining up around the block to get their properties and therefore a lot of them require you to pay cash up front. This kind of puts you in a bad position if there's any bad things with the property. You can't really walk out of the deal. By financing the property and getting an appraisal done, you verify the property's value and you kind of ensure that you're not overpaying. I'm all paying for the fair price of the property, but I don't think paying 105-110% for that property is fair to you, the investor. Number seven, is the home required to pass inspection and appraisal before I close? Again, this is kind of a piggyback from the last question and it's also to determine if you're potentially overpaying for the property. If your third party inspector goes in there and verifies that a lot of these issues are not taken care of or it requires a big purchase like a new roof, then if you have the inspection contingency, you're able to back out. If not, you're screwed and you got to purchase the property. Or if you're really unfortunate and got talked into paying cash up front, you're really screwed. Number eight, can I hire my own appraisal before closing on the property? The seller should probably be very upfront in telling you that you should get your own appraisal and they should not give you any recommendations for the said appraisal. Any recommendation by the seller to give you any approved appraisers or inspectors Is a huge red flag in terms of them misleading you or possibly colluding with those vendors and plus it's totally against the MLS and they should know better number nine do you use other companies to help provide turnkey properties what you're doing here is you're trying to figure out where are they getting their deal flow from are they picking up from auction are they wholesaling are they picking it up from local wholesalers if they don't know where they're getting their properties from, you should probably find a different person to work with because they're probably talking with a sleek salesman who doesn't even know what's happening on the front end of the job. Number ten, what is your role in the sale of turnkey properties? Again, this is kind of like question nine. You're getting a sense of the size of their operation. And if you're talking to the sales guy, the rehab, or if the person you're talking to has done everything. I prefer to work with the smaller companies where it's only a few guys working and it's got a small business type of feel. Number 11, who are your boots on the ground in these areas? This is just like number 10. It's just a different way if you're not getting the answer from the person you're talking to. Are you talking to the actual guy who manages the cruise or just the salesperson who never leaves the office? Number 12. Who owns the homes? This is to kind of understand where their deal flow comes from. Are they putting these properties under contract and rehabbing it before it's purchased? Or again, is this just another marketer and did they kind of avoid the question the first time? Number 13. Who rehabs the homes? This is a clarification on the buying process and just to make sure that these people that you're buying from is the actual rehabber and not a marketer or some other person part of the process trying to take their cut. Number 14, am I expected to pay for the rehab? This is a minor question and you're clarifying what the rehab process involves. Number 15, who manages the properties after the sale? This question is just here to make sure you, you ask it and you get it from them. I prefer to go to property management companies not with the rehabbing umbrella company. I think I mentioned it before, but when I'm buying out of state and remotely, I need that extra set of eyes to help me verify that what I'm buying is actually a good rental and not just another lemon out there. And when also when I'm buying the next property, I can ask the property management company if the rehab was done in a good fashion. As you can see, getting a third-party property management company separate from the turnkey provider is critical to eliminating this conflict of interest. Number 16, how long have you been in business for? I don't know if this is really that important, but it's nice to get a little track record and see how long these guys have been in business for. I would go more for companies that have good referrals as opposed to been around for 50 years. But that's just my personality. I've seen a lot of younger rehabbers who are really doing good things and not a lot of people know about them and they do great work. Number 17. Is there a warranty on the property after the sale? Be beware that if they provide a vacancy insurance or warranties on their work, it sounds good in theory, but the provider could just be covering their work with a third-party insurance company and be able to pay any claims that way. If you ask me, it's kind of a chicken way of doing it. They should be rehabbing the property to good quality and be fixing things at break and not having to rely on insurance to pay claims. Number 18. Can I see a scope of work with expenses from one of your rehabs? What you would like to see is a scope of work that verifies that what they told you over the phone, that they do plumbing, electrical, roof, HVACs, is all in one of these sample rehab scope of works. What would also be cool to have is the itemized rehab amounts unfortunately a lot of times that they're not inclined to give it out unless you really push them for it and even then you would be lucky to get that number 19 how many properties are generally in your inventory month by month the more properties means better economies of scale but it can also mean more bloat and more competition from other buyers having this number also gives you a good sense of what their monthly inventory coming out to you will be If they've got 30 homes in a year, well, that's a few homes a month. So you have to just keep this in the back of your head when they are sending you deals through your email and you're passing on them or need to know when to pull the trigger. Number 20. What sets you apart from other turnkey companies? This is a pretty general question, but it also lets them know that you're also dating the field a little bit. Number 21. What are some mistakes you make when starting out and how are you doing these things differently now? I don't think there's a right answer here. I like authentic answers and I like to see people make mistakes and acknowledge them. Number 22, do you invest in real estate yourself? If so, what? I think this is a really important question and a lot of investors don't ask this enough. And in case you missed it, that question is, As an investor, would you purchase this property and why? Personally, I want to work with an investor, not a salesman. An investor knows the ins and outs of what you're looking for and what you're going to deal with in the future. And although they're just trying to sell you the property, any insight that they can give you is valuable. When I'm looking for a turnkey provider or working with anybody in real estate, I want to work with a real estate investor and not a salesman because I'm trying to build my network. And when I do larger and bigger deals, I want to be able to call the guy who I bought that property from and build off that relationship. That salesman will probably be in and out. And it's not good if their own people aren't buying their own product. I mean, after all, real estate is the best investment out there. Why would you not be buying it if you're so close to the action? So those are 22 questions there. I urge you to kind of blaze through the questions and make it more of a conversation. I saw one bigger pockets forum post out there where turnkey providers were limiting calls to 15 minutes, which I thought it was a little weird. But it makes total sense to me. There's so many tire kickers that these turnkey providers talk to every single day. And it would be really frustrating for me to talk to all these people and them never buying anything. I guess that's why I would never be a used car salesman. I hope it goes without saying. But use these questions as a guideline and don't belabor every single question. Come on, these guys are professionals and treat them like professionals. If there are any more questions, please let me know so I can add it to the list. And we'll end with the simple passive cash flow get-or-done action plan. First thing for you guys to do is make a list of turnkey providers, markets, agents to have a conversation with. Second, send out emails to providers and schedule discussions. Number three, get on the phone to learn and exercise your BS detector. And last... If you email me, lane at simplepassivecashflow.com with a screenshot of your iTunes review, I will send you the spreadsheet with some of the most popular turnkey providers I know of so you can start your call list. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.